Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today's topic is entitled, We Can Have Abundant Finances. We're doing a series on abundance, and I thought this was a very important one to bring in the middle of this series. Today, we're going to examine the reason the Lord blesses us financially. We're going to understand why our decisions are responsible for good or poor finances. I'm going to give you seven keys to abundant finances, and we're going to discover why the Lord holds back financial increase. And finally, why do some believe that financial abundance is dangerous? So, a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of scriptures, and I really believe it's going to be a very blessed podcast because as I've been putting it together, I've really felt a special touch from the Lord to give people their breakthrough, their breakthrough on how to understand what abundant finances are and that their finances can be strong and they can be blessed of the Lord and God wants to bless them. So before we get into all that, we need to pray. I don't want to go any further without seeking the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this opportunity we have to get into your word, to look at a topic that is very important to most people. I pray now you would bless it and I ask the Holy Spirit now to move in a very special way and take over my thoughts and my words and everything I've prepared and use it the way you want it or change it however you desire. I ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon this podcast and bless those who are listening in that they would receive their breakthrough for the blessings that you want to give them, Father. I pray blessings on this podcast and I'll be careful now to give you all the praise and glory for what's about to take place. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let me let me start with this. What are abundant finances? They are, let me give you my definition, they are more than enough to meet our needs. They will give us financial abundance to take care of our needs and help the needs of others, to help our church and our ch- other charities that we like and our family and those in need. And I guess it all boils down to when we are blessed, we can be a blessing. And that's God's intention for blessing us financially and any other areas of our life. When he blesses us, he expects us to be a blessing to someone else. So I really want people to understand my purpose is to show that God wants us to have abundant blessing. And this is not all about making a lot of money, although there's ways that I'll show you how you can make more money and how you can be blessed financially as long as we follow the teachings in the Word of God and give, go by His instructions and guidance in that area. Now, some believe that financial abundance is wrong for Christians. I don't know where they get that. Honestly, I don't know how you can say that financial blessings are wrong for Christians. Now, I disagree with that statement that it's wrong unless... Those who use financial abundance for only selfish reasons. There's a very important scripture we want to start with today that deals with how the Lord wants us to handle our finances. And the Apostle James, he wrote a wonderful book. And in James chapter 4 and verses, let's start at verse 2. Just a couple of verses here. I want to read it to you because this is so important to understand how God wants us to be blessed and how he's concerned about this financial abundance could be dangerous. I mentioned that in my introduction and I want to warn you that it can be dangerous if we if we go after it, if we seek it first and we don't seek God first. So I'm going to read in James chapter 4 verses 2 and 3. You want what you don't have, So you scheme and kill to get it. Well, let's stop there. If we scheme and do things that are wrong, I'm not saying killing someone physically, and that's not what this is really saying. You want what you don't have, so you scheme. It basically says you'll take anybody out 
if they're standing in your way to get the blessings that you want. It says, and you kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have. Well, if you're jealous of what others have financially, then we've got the wrong motives. We're, we're on the wrong basis. We're starting out. We're heading in the wrong direction. If we're only wanting to make money and be blessed financially so that we can have as much as other people have. It says, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Now, there's a book that was written years ago by a very famous man, and he was talking about how to do business with each other. I don't want to quote the name of the book, and I don't want to quote the name of the man because I don't want to violate any copyright laws, but basically he taught people how they can do well in business and how they can prosper whether anybody else does or not, and it was a foundation, quite frankly, of greed, and that is not what God wants for us in our finances. And that's this is warning us that we've got to be careful that we don't wage war to take it away from others. That that as long as you do well on a transaction, it's good. You don't really care if other people do well or not. That is wrong thinking. We've got to believe that when we buy a house from someone, they give it to us at a fair price. It's a good deal for them. We buy it and it's a good deal for us. And then when we sell that house, it's a good deal for the person who's buying it. That everyone should make something along the way. If we have a transaction with someone, it's not just my interest that's important. I should look out for the interests of others. Nothing wrong with making a profit, but we've got to be careful that profits are not the primary focus for doing something and for pursuing finances. So there's, this, is a, this is a great warning, one that we should all remember and share with other people. And it says, so you're jealous of what others have. We talked about that, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. We've talked about that. Yet you don't have what you want. Now listen to this, because you don't ask for it. Well, there's advice. James is giving us the idea that if we need something, we need to ask God to help us. First, we need to delight ourselves in the Lord. I gave that scripture to you in the last podcast. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, then God will give us the desires of our heart. So the key to being blessed, the key to have financial success is delighting what we do just delighting the Lord, just delighting in what we do to the Lord and for the Lord, and God will bless it. Verse 3, listen to this, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you a pleasure. What a great warning. I wanted to get this off right in the beginning of this because some people get upset when they hear someone speaking about financial gain for Christians or that Christians can have financial blessing or that Christians can have financial abundance and they have a problem with that. Well, there is a problem with that if we violate what James wrote here in chapter 4. So we don't want to violate that and we want to move on and see what else God has to say to us and how we can have financial abundance in our life. Well, that part went a lot longer than I expected expected it to, but I felt the Lord wanted me to emphasize certain things. Now, everyone I know wants to be blessed financially. Now, if you don't want to be less blessed financially, I guess maybe this isn't the right podcast for you, but if you'd like be blessed financially and take care of your needs and have an abundance to help other people, then you're on right on track here. And I believe there's nothing wrong with having a desire or wanting to be blessed as long as we delight ourselves in the Lord first. We need to have the right motives, as we just read, to be blessed financially. We need to live up to God's purpose for us and for our life. You see, God has a plan and a purpose for every believer. And we must understand our purpose, and then we need to live within that purpose and God's plan for our life. And it, it will include abundance living. It will Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have said, I want you to live abundantly. It will include abundant living. Now, here's an example that I want to give you about how we need to operate in God's purpose and know God's will in our finances and do what God wants us to do and not have wrong motives. If God has given us talents or abilities or financial blessings, then we must use those 
talents, abilities, and financial blessings to bless the kingdom of God. If we have the gift of serving others, then we must serve others. If we're a person who likes to open up our home and invite people to our home, then then let's do that. Let's open up our home and invite people to come and bless them and be a blessing to them. I believe God will bless the gift that he's given us, the talent he's given us, or the abilities he's given us with the finances that we need to meet the requirement of doing that thing. For example, if you need to have money to buy food to invite people over and have them a meal, God will provide the finances for us. I believe that. There's an old saying that says, money follows ministry. It's so true. It's a true statement. And let me suggest that money follows our talents and our abilities also, provided we use our talents and abilities to bless others. So step out in faith. If you have a talent and you want to bless someone and you need to maybe help them with finances or maybe you want to help them with just friendship and fellowship and you want to build a relationship then and you want to have coffee with them then ask the Lord to help you and bless you so you can afford maybe to buy their cup of coffee it's it may be as simple as that for some people they're afraid to invite someone over to their home because they fear they won't have the finances needed to put out a nice meal and bless these people so we need to move past that and trust God to bless us because money follows ministry if you're going to minister to people God will provide the finances to take care of that. Now let's look at why our decisions can bless or injure our finances. Now think about this statement. Think about what I just said. Our decisions. What what is it about our decisions that bless us or injure us in our finances? Our financial position is the sum total of all the financial decisions that we've made in our past. Think about that. Where you are, where we are today financially is the sum total of all the decisions that we've made in our finances in our life. Now, I know there are variables. There's illnesses, there's divorce, there's job layoffs, and all of those things happen. But those things come and those things go and they move on. We have to make decisions before they come and we have to make decisions after they go. So when we are making decisions, remember, every time you make a decision financially, it will impact your future. I used to tell our kids when they were little, I'd say, here's a dollar to go buy something. They want some money. I'd say, I'd give each one of them a dollar. We had two children. I'd give them a dollar and then I would let them do their thing. And so then maybe a week later or something, I'd say, by the way, I'm just kid. I'm just curious. What did you do with your dollar? And some of you might say, well, what does a dollar buy today? That's not the point. Give them $10. Give them $20. But you give them something that you want to bless them. But I think we should hold them accountable. And I would ask them, what did you do with your money? And I just, not that I, I didn't really care that much what they did. I just wanted to know that they thought about it. And they would say, oh, well, I bought a toy. Or maybe they might say, I don't know. I can't remember. And, and I would tell them, well, you know, next time you spend money, make sure it's something that you wanted to spend on, spend it for, and that you wanted it or needed it. And then it'll bless you and you'll remember that blessing. So anyways, that might be a little heavy for some people, but I don't think it is. I think we need to train up our children and the way they should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from that. We will never have abundant finances if we make poor decisions, period. So let me suggest that you make a list of all your good financial decisions and you make a list of all your bad financial decisions. All right, now get ready. Here's the great part. This is the part that's power. This is going to knock you out of your chair or hopefully not off your bike if you're riding. But get ready to hear this advice. Don't do the bad decisions again. Now, some of you are saying, you got to be kidding me. That's it? Yeah, that is it. We don't want to repeat bad decisions. I can't tell you the number of times that I've helped people get out of trouble financially and a year or two or three years later, they go back to making the same bad decisions and they're right back in the same position that they were before. Don't repeat the bad decisions. Now that's simple advice, 
but it really is great advice, and it's the truth. All I'm saying is we must learn from our mistakes and the mistakes that others have made. If we don't learn, we will repeat our mistakes over and over and over again. Okay, let's move on. I'm going to give you seven keys to unlock abundant finances. So here's where we can show you how you should be able to bless yourself financially and to bless others and things that you desire to do in your life. Now, I'm going to make a comment here. It's a little advertisement, but I've written a number of books in my life, as you probably, maybe you know and maybe you're not aware of. I've written several books on finance, and one, my newest one, is called Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Now, that's a book that shows you step-by-step step how to get out of debt, step-by-step step how to stay out of debt, step-by-step step how to change your finances and your and be a better spender, be a person who manages their spending. I'm not saying cheap. I'm not talking about being a tightwad. I'm just talking about knowing what you spend and where you spend it on and why you're spending it and whether it's good decisions or they're bad decisions. So I'm going to give you seven of those. The book that I've written, you'll find it on my webpage at the end of this podcast. I will give you information on about how you can get to my books and how you can find that. It's just on my webpage. And in case I forget, it's David C. Friend Author. And when, if you go to davidcfriendauthor.com, it'll open you up to my webpage. And when you get there, when you get there, you will find a reference to all the podcasts that I've done and also a reference to the books I've written. If you want to go to Amazon, you can get my books on Amazon. And the one on finances, I mean, literally thousands and thousands of people have been blessed by it. I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you it's practical advice. Remember, I had 20 years as a banker. I was 20 years as a real estate developer and nearly 20 years as a pastor. Now, some of you are adding up all those and you're wondering how old I am. Well, you can figure it out. But bottom line, I have been blessed financially to where I can help others to be blessed financially. And that's really one of my goals. And it's one of my dreams and desires for this particular podcast. So here's the seven steps. One, keep the Lord first in our finances. That means make giving of our finances to the work of the Lord a top priority. I think it should be first. I'm a big believer in taking right off the top 10% of what I make goes to the Lord. Now, the reason I do that is because I believe the Word of God tells us to give. I also believe the Word of God tells us that if we give, we're going to be blessed back. And it does. But what I also believe is if I give 10% to the church that I go to and I'm blessing it and, and want to help that church along, I've got to be a better manager of the other 90% that I've got. And I've found out as long as I'm giving the Lord right off the top what I want to give Him, what I believe that we should go to put to the church, He multiplies what's left over. He makes me a better steward of the 90% I have over. Matter of fact, one plan that I've offered in my financial books is that you should give the Lord and the work of the Lord 10%. Then you should give yourself 10% for savings and just do that and then live on 80% of what you make. Don't live on the whole 100%. Give away 10, keep 10, live on 80. That's a, a game plan that will work. It'll bless you. And for you younger people, if you could start that now, you would, you would be blessed financially. By the time you hit 50, 60, 70 years of age, you will lack for nothing and your finances will be incredibly strong. It's because you put God first and he blessed the rest of it. All right, the Bible addresses giving from our first fruits, from what we get, give of our first fruit. When we do this, the Lord will bless us. When we don't put him first, we are alone without his blessings. Wow, How do you, what do you think about that? If we don't give to the Lord, then he, God's basically saying, okay, then just do your own thing. You think you can do better, so go out and do your own thing. I don't believe the Lord is obligated in any way to bless us financially other than to meet our basic needs because he said he would take care of that. But I don't believe that he's 
is in any way of an obligation, you say, well, God's not obligated anyways. Well, God is obligated to live up to what his word says. His word says, give and it will be given to you. Press down, shaken together and running over. It says that if you give to others, it'll come back as a blessing to you. So when we're generous with others, God will be generous with us. So you're not buying his blessing, but you're following what the word of God says. All right, let me move on now. Number two, search the scriptures for financial direction. Let me give you seven, several good ones that are easy to remember, but ones that I have used to help me stay on track with my finances. Proverbs 21.20 says, A wise man saves for the future. That's crucial. Number two, Proverbs 14.23 says, All hard work leads to profit. Once again, we've got to work hard in order to be blessed financially. Proverbs 10.4 says, Diligent hands bring wealth. Proverbs 22.9 says, A generous man will be blessed. Once again, these are the words of God. I'm not making these up. These are scriptures that can help us and guide us. And then one last one, Proverbs 21.5, Steady plotting brings prosperity. Hasty speculation brings poverty. So that that those five, I could do a podcast on that. And of course, I have talked about those in prior podcasts. And if you want to look at my previous podcasts, I've done series on finances, series on financial prosperity and on spiritual prosperity and how to get out of debt and how to run a business. Those are things that are all on my webpage. So I just wanted to give you these five quick ones. I'm not going to repeat them because all you have to do is just listen to the podcast again. And you can do that as often as you'd like. Step number three, to find abundant finances in our life. Three, be accountable to someone on how we spend our money. A spouse or a trustworthy friend or a pastor or a financial planner can help us decide decide on how to spend what we have and what kind of decisions we should make. I think it's important to get counsel when we go to spending our money. Once you spend it, it's gone. Once you buy a car and you overpaid for it or you got too big of a payment, that's going to be a challenge for you. So plan what you can afford and stay in with what you can afford. Now, this may bother some people, but I need to say this. We need to learn how to live according to our means and we must not live above our means. Matter of fact, I believe we should even live below our means. Now, what that means is you're going to live a lifestyle that's less than what you make. Now, some folks probably going to hang up right now on me. You're going to turn this thing off and say, oh, I don't buy that at all. Well, think about it. If you make a certain amount of money and you spend every dime of it, you can't, you don't, you're not able to save. You're not able to give anything to the work of the Lord. You're not able to have an abundance to help other people. And when you get old and retire someday, you won't have anything. So we've got to learn how to to be disciplined in our finances. And if we make a certain amount of money, I believe it's crucial. I'll repeat it again. Give 10% up front to the Lord. Give 10% to yourself in savings and investing and do those things to be prepared for retirement. And then give a, then live on 80% of what you make. Now, I'm not saying you can do that tomorrow. You can't just jump out all of a sudden, go do all these things I'm saying, but you can do them. And if you do them, they will help you to prosper and they will bring financial abundance into your life. Number four, set a plan to be debt free and follow that plan and stay focused on it. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because I've written a book on it. I've written other things about it. But if you want to know more about that, there's a whole series of podcasts in this. And I don't want to spend time on this one just for that that topic. Number five, only use credit cards you can pay off each month. Now, some people say never use credit cards, throw them away, don't use them. I have a problem with that. I disagree with that. If you don't have discipline in your life, then maybe you should do that. But if you have discipline in your life, the use of a credit card could be beneficial. We use credit cards for every single thing that we buy. 
but they're in our budget. If it's in our budget, then you can use it on a credit card because at the end of the month, you will pay it off because it's in your budget. That amount of money is already there to pay it off. That way you never have any interest to pay on your credit card and you'll gain a benefit of either money or airline tickets or reward funds or something. My wife and I literally, we've been blessed to fly to Europe round trip first class on points that we earned by following this procedure. We've had numerous vacations that we didn't have to pay for because we budgeted. We only put on our credit cards what we could afford to pay off that month. And when you do that, it's an amazing blessing. Number six, set up a budget. I know this isn't a very popular one, but set up a budget. Remember I already said 10% to the church, 10% to yourself, and 80% to live on. And setting up a budget is, that's that's a two or three podcasts on its own. But otherwise, you can go back and listen to those on my prior podcast. And number seven, live within your means. I said that earlier, but I need to stress that. Live within your means. Don't spend more than you make. Now, I know there's times when we have problems and a car engine blows up or something, or we have a maintenance repair in our house, or sickness comes, whatever those things might be. Those things will come. That's why I suggested that you get on a program of 10% to the Lord, 10% to yourself, and living on 80%. If you do that, you'll have the funds to take care of those needs. I've read many times recently in financial news reports and things that in America, 40%, 50% of Americans cannot afford a four or $500 expense in their budget. They're so tight. Their finances are so tight. They've got themselves in such a difficult position. They can't afford that. Well, we need to change that. And we need to change that by trusting God, by making good decisions in our finances, get a budget and live and operate in it and live below the amount of money that we're making so that you're able to move on. Now, please don't just write this off and say, yeah, that's great if you're making tons of money. No, it's great if you're making a little money. We need to be faithful with what we have. And then when we're faithful with what we have, God will bless us as we get more. Okay, I'm going to have to stop here because you can tell I could go another podcast or two just on that topic. But I'm, I'm excited about giving you that information. I hope that it goes to your heart and touches you. If you'd like to know more information about it, once again, I check the information that I've written and the podcast that I have. They don't cost you a thing to go listen to the podcast that I have on finances, on on prosperity and things I think that'll be a blessing to you. All right, now I've got to get ready to start closing this thing out. I will close out this podcast with the question, why does the Lord bless us financially? Well, first of all, he loves us. God loves to bless his followers. Ever since Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden, God has had a desire to bless his creation. I would encourage you after this podcast or when you get a chance, just get the Word of God out and look through the book of Genesis at the very beginning. Look at chapter number 1, verse 27. Look at all those verses where he was preparing this world so that his creation of man and woman would be able to be blessed by it. If you don't think that God, if people don't think that God wants to bless us, then you can, we got to go back to the book of Genesis because God blessed this earth. He created it. He made it bloom and blossom and water flowing and beautiful mountains and wildlife on it. And all that was prepared by God so that man could have dominion over those things and that man could be in control of those things and so that man could enjoy those things and be blessed by those things. God made trees that man could eat fruit from. Of course, Eve blew it and so did Adam when they ate the apple on the the forbidden fruit. But bottom line, he made so much for them 
that they didn't ever have to lack for anything. It says in verse 27, God created mankind in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. When you see, when God created them, he said it was good, and he blessed them. Just hang on to that. Just, just claim that promise that since creation, God has wanted to bless his people. Now, I want to encourage you to believe you can have abundance in your future. I want you to believe that you can have abundance in your finances. So I'm going to close this today with a prayer, prayer for you. If you want to go back and, and look the podcast before this, it, it's kind of an introduction to get you flowing on this. And I'm going to continue on the vein of talking about abundance for quite a while yet. I really am beginning to believe that the Lord has given me something very pertinent to help Christians move along. That's what Quality Christian Living Podcast is all about. It's to help Christians live a quality life, a quality Christian life. As a matter of fact, the next podcast, before I pray, the next podcast is called Abundant Living in Everything. I guess that's going to wrap up a bunch of stuff, but we're going to see how the Holy Spirit leads me in that. I haven't done anything with it. I haven't prepared it yet, but it's something I'm really looking forward to doing because I want us to understand that God wants us to live abundantly. So let me pray. Father, thank you for those who have listened in today. I pray blessings would be upon them. Pray, Lord, as they follow your word and follow your instructions and and Lord, follow your scriptures and let the Holy Spirit lead them and make themselves accountable to other people and they reevaluate their finances and reevaluate the decisions they've made, the good ones and the bad ones, and to throw out the bad ones and don't do them again and move on the good decisions that they've made, that you'd help them and bless them. Father says, if a man delights himself in the Lord, then he'll you'll give them the desires of their heart. Your word tells us that we see if we seek ye first and your kingdom and your righteousness, then all these other things will be given to us. That proves you want to bless us. And so, Father, I claim a blessing for all those who are listening in. I pray that you would prosper them, Father, that they would receive the fullness of your blessings, they would, that they would live a quality Christian life, that they would be able to, to buy things they've been wanting to buy. They'd be able to help people they wanted to help and that they'd become debt-free someday and, and could be very soon that they could become debt-free, Lord. And if they're going through financial trials and challenges and bankruptcies and all that stuff, that's all in the past. That's done. You can renew everything with them. You can make everything new for them, Father. And for those of you who don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have to live this life alone. I pray if there's anybody out there who is not a Christian and not a follower of Christ, that they would pray this prayer just very quickly. Say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me. I believe that Jesus is your son and that he was crucified, dead and buried, but he arose on the third day and he sits beside you. So this day, I commit my life to Christ. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. If you prayed that prayer, get yourself to a good church. Get a Bible out. Read the Word of God. Get in there and, and get someone to help you through the Word of God. Find a good local church, and I believe God will bless you. And for those of you who are just looking for help in your finances, you're already Christians, I just pray that this would be a blessing to you. And help them, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you once again for listening in. If you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll find right on the front page a list of all the podcasts that I've done. I've talked a lot about that, which I normally don't throughout this podcast, but there's now 200, and this is the 269th podcast. So there's a bunch of them there, and there's many of them, a series that are 10 and 20 podcasts long, each series, giving them instructions on how, how to walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the, the 
what it's like to have spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity, what it is to live debt-free, what it is to have a Christian business, and on and on and on. So I hope that'll be a blessing to you. And in addition to that, you can scroll down from my webpage and you'll see a list of books that I've written on faith, on finances, for veterans, for people needing help, on generosity, and those types of things. There's a new book that'll be coming out shortly called Faith for Miracles that's newly done. I'm hoping very soon to be able to release that one. So once again, thank you for listening in and I pray that God would richly bless you in all you do. Let me close with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray God would richly bless you. Don't forget, next podcast is going to be entitled Abundant Living in Everything. Thank you once again for listening to Quality Christian Living. This has been podcast number 269 and I am your host, David Friend.